Welcome in to episode 24 of The Bluest Tape. I am Harvey Couch alongside... Jeff Kolath. And thanks for joining us as we take our weekly look through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. Appreciate everybody joining us. Um, We are going to do uh, a timely episode. Um, We touched on it a little bit last week in the intro to the uh, Slaybaugh interview, the... uh, the aftermath of uh, Hurricane Harvey in the city of Houston. And so um, we are going to look back at shows played by Panic in that city. Yeah, Panic is actually the first show Panic ever played in the state of Texas was in Houston. Um, And actually part of their first real trip west of the the first big trip west of the Mississippi. Um, Winter of 90. Um, They played played at Fitzgerald's in, in Houston right at the end of February and then headed out west to Colorado. And um, so they've played about, it looks like they played about 20 shows in and around Houston um, since then, over the last 27 years. Um, it seems like they've been making fairly regular trips there with with all the guitarists, Mikey, George, and, and Jimmy. And Obviously, um, we're thinking about all the folks in Houston and Beaumont and Orange and over into your home state of Louisiana too. This is just incredible um, imagery that we're seeing of all this water. I read, heard today that they were calculated 27 trillion gallons of water has fallen in Texas and Louisiana over the last week, which is, I mean, that is an unfathomable amount for anything. They were, you know, I mean, they were predicting that that had the you know, the way the, you know, I don't fancy myself a, a meteorologist, but, you know, the way the, I guess there was no sort of steering current once it came yeah. on land. And so that they were thinking there was a decent chance it was just going to kind of stall out and just dump water. Uh, and I think it was just sort of like worst case scenario at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it uh, definitely, all those folks, um, you know, in our thoughts, I have to say, uh, the fact that that the hurricane is my namesake, um, I had. I swear to you, I, I promise. On Monday, um, one of my coworkers who works like three doors down from me, down the hall, uh, walked up and uh, and her name is Katrina, and she says, "Welcome to the club." <laughs> and I hate to to laugh about that, but you know, I guess it's just sort of one of the things you deal with. And uh, and, and honestly, I. I guess I was just, I figured it was just a matter of time, uh, growing up in, um, in New Orleans, I was, you know, we were keenly aware of hurricanes, right. hurricane seasons. And, um, and as a child, I remember like wanting to know about the names and like what the, you know, what the stories were behind the names. And I don't know if you know this, uh, people listening or you Jeff that there's there's six uh, there's six lists that they cycle through every six years of names um, A to Z maybe I think they might skip I don't know if they I guess they don't I don't know if they have X's or Q's I don't know but um, and they every other year it switches so it goes boy girl every name maybe you know like every other letter down the list boy girl and then every other year it switches what it starts off with so uh, in year one, it's, you know, A is a boy. In year two, A is a girl. Um, and 
Harvey has been on one of those lists since I was a child. Um, and, and I, you know, I mean, so every six years, uh, probably every six years since I don't know how long when it started, uh, there has been some named Storm Harvey. And, and I always sort of made note of it when it happened. And every other time it is either like, you know, gone off the Atlantic and never actually you know, made landfall anywhere, um, or just sort of was like a tropical depression and, and just sort of fell apart, uh, either when it came on land or, you know, it was never anything consequential. Um, but I, you know, I just figured eventually it was going to be a real storm. And that was obviously what happened this year. And, um, so now I guess they will retire it like they did Katrina and, you know, any sort of major uh, storm, they will retire that name and, and we won't, you won't have to hear of another Hurricane Harvey, but um, well, let's hope not, because I mean, you, yeah. your name's associated with like <laughs> a one thousand year flood, essentially. So right, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that was just my you know my little thing about hurricane naming conventions, but um, I was really struck by listening. I you know this is sort of last minute that we decided to do this, and um, had sort of like you know head down listening to lots of Houston shows and. Um, boys really like they brought it in Houston. Like I, you know, I don't think of that as one of those like destination places. Like we, we've talked about maybe we need to do a Memphis show or a Louisville show or a, you know, Cleveland show or, you know, things like that. Raleigh, like places that, that they seem to have real big, um, they always kind of, you know, show up. Uh, I think the, the Houston has got to be, you know, right up there in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, the four shows that we have tonight, um, are all really good. And then there's a couple that we didn't pick. Um, the 99 show is pretty decent. And then they stopped, they played out in the suburbs out in Woodlands in 2000 and 2001. And I listened to those a little bit, bits and pieces of them. Those are pretty solid. And even, you know, I don't know. I didn't listen to anything from 1990 and I don't even know if the tape exists, but that, um, the 92 show, I believe is, a no, it's not the Vatican show is not out there, but the set list looks incredible. So I wish, I wish that, I mm-hmm. wish that show was, was, uh, was available too, but I think you're right. They, they're definitely something going on in Houston because the four that we have tonight. And then again, like some of those other ones too, um, are really pretty good. And then beyond the selections we have, the, uh, the shows are overall pretty strong. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it just seemed like, you know, the way they, they sort of got creative with the things they played and, uh, yeah, it seems like they were always having a good time there. So, um, we're going to kick things off tonight with, uh, a, a, a section of songs that opened the show in 93, which is, uh, November 21st, 1993. And, um, this is like one of the first, uh, tapes that I remember having, uh, early on. And, um, this is a really good tour, I think. Fall '93, they they did that that real sort of um, massive run through um, Big Sky in Colorado around Halloween, um, and then they come back through you know the Southwest, and this is where we catch them sort of on the backside as they would make their way back home. They play the night after this at Tipitina's in New Orleans, um, and then Jackson, Mississippi, and then they play the Fox in Atlanta. Uh, before they sort of wrap up the fall and then play those two shows uh, at the Georgia Theater, one of which we we touched on uh, last week. But, um, yeah, I always like this. And uh, JB, the JB starts off on the acoustic. It's, you know, it's really got a good vibe to it. And um, I thought just like 
because this is the first one that I picked out just because I knew this show really well. And I was like, oh, we're, we'll find something good out of this. And uh, started listening to it. And I was like, man, these first three songs are, are pretty uh, pretty perfect for this uh, situation. So, um, Jeff, I don't know if you have anything uh, to preface this or if we should just get to the music. No, let's get to the music. But I, I'll agree with you. I think yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fitting. Uh, how this show starts off and how our show starts off this week too so let's go to november 22nd 1993 november 21st 1993 in uh, houston texas
Smiling, look at him smiling. 
November 21st, 1993, Rockefellers in Houston, Texas. You heard the first three songs of that show. Uh, they opened things up with Heaven uh, and then Hatfield into uh, a nice jam that led them into picking up the pieces. Um, and we faded out before they got into uh, Better Off. But uh, a really strong one-set show and uh, just a, uh, a really great opening segment regardless but i thought uh, especially fitting uh, for you know the scenario that we found ourselves uh, talking about tonight yeah and it, it's this was again it was a show that I, I was familiar with but hadn't listened to it um probably in a long time but the the standout from this show is definitely the jam um that follow that that sits right in the middle of this selection it is really really good it is a true jam and unlike a lot of some of them that show up on the Everyday Companion that aren't really, you know, <laughs> befitting of that. Um, but this is good. It goes in a totally different direction and it ties ties the songs together. And it's 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 a good it's a good piece. It's a really it's a I've been um, 
I will admit, Harvey, that I've been uh, listening to 93 soundboards is not my favorite thing. Um, (laughs) I have forced you into it during this podcast. But this one is very good. Um, This one sounds a lot good. It's pretty balanced. It's not, um, to me, it's always the vocals. The vocals Mm -hmm. and how Hauser's guitar is mixed, sometimes it's really, it's down and it's really kind of echoey before he really has that tone kind of nailed down. And um, and JB's voice, it, soundboards, early soundboards of, of of the band show sort of, I'm doing air quotes, flaws in JB's voice, and um, sometimes it gets to be a little rough. But this is a good show. It's pretty well balanced. The sounds really nice, and this is a this was a, f- a fun one to listen to today. Yeah, and it's sort of a, a quieter segment, and so I think it, they, you know, it balances a little more um, with that. So. Um, yeah, so that was a good uh, good start, I think, to uh, to our uh, special uh, Houston um, dedication show. So um, we'll move uh, a couple years or year and a half uh, ahead to uh, the summer '95, and uh, the boys find themselves uh, down in in Houston town uh, at the beginning of June. Yeah, this is uh, right at the end of the first, I guess it's the end of the spring tour, because I guess it's technically still spring. Um, oh, and yeah. these, three show, these three shows in Texas, um, Houston on June 1st, Dallas uh, June 2nd, and V-Cave or Austin on June 3rd, um, are all really great. The Dallas and Austin shows have been around in soundboards for a long time. I had those on, on DAT. Mm-hmm. I think I got it from J.J. Clifton, probably, way back. Um but the, the Houston show didn't make the rounds, and it wasn't around in soundboard form. And this show, the other two shows are great, but this, this show is something else. And yeah. When you, talk, when you talked about the stepping it up in Houston, um, this is, to me, is the prime example. And uh, I think we've got something something pretty special for everybody here. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, I used to wear out that um, that B Cave show um, on on cassette. I mean, that was one of my favorites. But yeah, this is this show is as good as as either of those two nights after, which I I always held in pretty high esteem. So um, I'm definitely gonna have to go back and visit this one some more because this is really the first time I explored it. But um, we are gonna play. Uh, it's a one set show and. Um, we're going to play the final uh, four songs of the set. And um, we will uh, kick things off right now.
All right, widespread panic in Houston, Texas, June 1st, 1995, Party on the Plaza, and the last four songs of their one-set show, Sleepy Monkey, Into Maggot Brain, Into Contentment Blues, Into Blackout Blues, and I don't know what Party on the Plaza is. It sounds delightful. It sounds like something joyous, so why not just go out and melt faces with an eight-and-a-half-minute version of Maggot Brain? I mean, good God, this this version of Maggot I mean, I thought... You know, Maggot Brain was the song that I was my chase song. You know, I basically that was the tune that I was on my list and sort of systematically knocked everything else off. But this was the one that I drove all over hell to try to try to get, and finally got it at Carbondale in, in December of 2000. But this version, you know, we played the one from 10994. Obviously, the one from twelve thirty ninety five is pretty special. The one from Carbondale is special. The one other than this one that I think is really good is um, tw- October what twenty four of ninety seven from uh, Greenville, North Carolina at, at uh, UCU. Um, but this one, though, I think just takes the cake. One of first of all, it's the the length of it. It is eight eight minutes long, but it is all business. I mean, the, listen to it last night. The first thing that I wrote was searing mm-hmm. and then i think i wrote in the google in the comments on our google doc it's like actually that's not the word for it it's just it's beyond searing actually um and just how the band does it i mean it 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 it, it, it drives forward and then it it kind of falls into contentment a really nasty version of contentment um and aside from hauser's playing i gotta say the highlight is dave's sort of super rushed almost comical maggot brain outro which is typically the intro but the spoken word outro going into contentment yeah uh, that was almost like yeah that was i mean i don't know if that was the highlight because i think that hauser's playing during the song itself it is, was the highlight but but it was it was like really and then the fact that they dropped into contentment like that it was almost like they started it over you know what i mean it was like they kind of uh-huh. and you had like jojo doing the piano thing and you're like it, it would almost feel like if you picked it up at that end you're like oh and then like to drop into contentment is like perfect. Like it almost sounds like yeah. it's like the maggot intro into contentment is like, it could just as easily <laughs> been, you know, the same thing. So uh, that was cool. I don't know that that was planned, but it worked really well. <laughs> Didn't sound planned. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a great, good, great show. And a good show. I mean, good, great segment we played in a good show overall, uh, I think too. All right. Now we're going to move ahead uh, two years to the fall of 97. Um, I know that you're a big, uh, big fall of 97 fan, uh, but more early, does, does this still capture the same, same energy in late November that they had in early September? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm partial to the, uh, the Midwest shows in uh, fall okay. 97, but this one's, this one is, is really pretty good. And we had a tough time making a selection out of here. Um, but I let you take editorial control and I think you, you made the right choice. Well, I will say, um, I would recommend everybody to go to listen to the show. Um, the Hatfield opener is awesome. And I would have used this if we hadn't already 
committed to the Hatfield from 93. Um, and then there's this thing. So it's Hatfield, Tallboy, Happy, Walk On is the opener. And there's this thing between Tallboy and Happy where uh, the song Tallboy ends and Mikey keeps playing like the Tallboy lick. Uh, and JB like says, you know, thanks for coming out. You know, this is sort of like welcome bit. And uh, he's and Mikey just keeps playing the tall boy like riff over and over. And then just like right into happy, like right into his little thing at the start of happy. It was like. That's such an awesome, um, mo- like just singular moment in a panic show that you just don't get. Uh, I don't personally don't think that you get those kind of things, you know, at any other show that you go to. No, it was it's 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 pretty cool. And now you know, I was listening to it, and it's like I wonder wonder why I wonder why he keeps playing this. It's almost yeah. you know, you know, not knowing what I know about Michael Hauser. I don't know if he was, um, it seems like something, honestly, I would do, I would do it out of spite, you know, just, to, just to sort of play the riff, you know, over, you know, over again. Cause somebody made a mistake or somebody didn't want to play the song yeah. or you know, <laughs> sh- shot me a dirty look or, you know, whatever. But, right. uh, I don't think, I don't, he didn't strike. He doesn't strike me as a very spiteful person. So, so, uh, so we didn't play that part, but we're, uh, we're actually going to do the encore, which is almost, uh, similarly, similarly as unique as it, uh, kicks off. So, uh, this is the encore from the aerial theater at, uh, the Bayou palace, November 22nd, 1997 in Houston, Texas. Thank you. 
Okay, that was the encore from November 22nd, 1997 at the Aerial Theater at Bayou Place in Houston, Texas. Uh, a very a very dark four-cornered room into red beans. And uh, we were just talking, um, just sort of looking online and looking at the map and seeing where, where this place is. And hard to, hard to imagine that Bayou Place um, doesn't have a fair amount of water. Um, right now it is right on a, right on one of the uh, bayous or on one of the rivers uh, that, that flows through Texas just or flows through Houston sorry um, it's just outside of downtown in the theater district there so hopefully um, it's it, it has survived and it isn't too damaged I, I mean I, I think you know having gone through I'm not personally but lots of my family uh, going through Katrina in New Orleans and like the the real main issue was that that they couldn't get the water out is that you know hopefully now that it has stopped raining um, that obviously there's not as much um, or there's not a whole lot of um, you know grasslands but it's not a matter of like having to pump the water out like they're not under sea level like they are in New Orleans so hopefully uh, the water will start you know coming down and maybe they can you know salvage a little bit more of the uh, the buildings than they could uh, that you know were underwater for a month or more in New Orleans sure um, but yeah, this was a great, uh, great, great little selection here. Um, the encore, um, a four cornered room that starts off very ominous, um, like a, not somebody knocking on the door or footsteps coming down the hallway. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great version of the song. Yeah. JB and, uh, and Sonny and then Todd, uh, which is, is just a cool take. I, I still think the, uh, the Halloween 97, four cornered will always be you know the sort of pinnacle to me of that song but this is this is right up there just because it's it is pretty spooky with just jb uh and the guitar um and uh so this is a cool version for sure um all right well so we've got one more section we're going to play here it is um we just heard the fall of 97 uh we're going to go to the fall of 98 and um i know Obviously, the Halloween shows in New Orleans uh, were were great. You you talk about the Afterglow show uh, in um, in Macon on November second, um, and so the, I don't know. Do you have a do you have a term for the show before the show? I don't know. Is it foreplay, Harvey? Oh man, walked right into it. Well played. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, but I would say, I mean, I hadn't even honestly like ever spent a second looking or listening to the show before um and this is really good i mean i i don't know that i would necessarily put it up against 11 2 but like as far as a show before a show where oftentimes you'll see like they kind of hold everything back because they want to like unload uh you know at a big run or something uh, they di- didn't seem like they held much back at the show yeah i mean i don't think it's as good as the uh the tupelo show um, from the year before, which is a great mm-hmm. pre-Halloween show. Um, but this one's really strong, and I think it's deceiving because when you look at it on uh, at like Everyday Companion, um, the section we're going to play, it doesn't really register what you're what you're you have to you read it, but you glance over it because it's something that you think you've seen or heard a bunch of times mm-hmm. when in fact mm-hmm. you haven't you have heard it or seen it a bunch of times. <laughs> so so um, anyway, yeah. So this is a uh, this is the first uh, segment, uh, first sort of section 
uh, of the second set of the show again back to the aerial theater at Bayou, pa- Bayou Place uh, in Houston, Texas October 28th, 1998 and uh, this is the start of the second set
right, our final selection of the night, uh, October 28th, 1998. Uh, Houston, Texas again, the Aerial Theater at Bayou Place. The only time that uh, the boys split up Porch Song. Porch Song into Takeout, back into Porch Song, into Tie Your Shoes, and a great way to end um, our show tonight uh, with City of Dreams, uh, the great Talking Heads song. Um, the the split porch, as, you, as you've noted, works really well. It's sort of one of those things that wonder why they didn't do it before um i love it's really cool that they split it because you get sort of you know with with the slow porch you do get the two sort of you do get them side by side but splitting it you really get the sort of how different slow porch and fast porch actually are yeah um which sounds kind of silly but the thing that i love about it is you know at the usual part where it goes time to live it up and then the band kicks in like mikey says time to live it up and it just stays where it is and then it goes into take takeouts it's very cool how it doesn't pick up at that point like it always like it always has you know yeah over a thousand times at this point (laughs) right yeah no and um you know i think it was maybe like in the i think maybe in the first episode because we were talking about that rebirth of port song that um you know the, the the porch can be it has different sort of variations with either the slow or the fast start and then whether it ends abruptly or it has the jam uh and this is really like that situation where you kind of get the best of both worlds you know yep. um you get the slow start and and then it's almost like it starts up again after the takeout is like fast porch with a jam um mm-hmm. so yeah no this was a really good find Jeff on this one uh, enjoy that and, and again I think it's back to like we uh, you know we've talked about before like why didn't you know this is a good combo like do, you know do this again don't why you know but for whatever reason they, they you know they tried it this one time and and either they forgot about it or just didn't didn't like how it went well you know honestly we've got a show coming up that this this would have fit very well in um, we don't want to give it away but um uh, but honestly, I'd forgotten about it too. So I, because otherwise, I would have suggested it for for ne- uh, whatever we got coming up. So, yeah. Um, but, but um, yeah, this is a this is a winner right here. And uh, and a good rest of the segment. Re- I mean, really good uh, tire shoes and um, and then a really good city of dreams too. Um, this this is a good uh, good era of the band. I mean, I've always been sort of partial to. To 95 96 97 and uh but there's there's a lot of really good stuff obviously um i mean all the way up until you know well until today honestly but uh if we're just talking about mikey era uh but 98's got some good stuff uh for sure especially in the fall yeah and the encore for this show is great too um jb um solo and it stoned me into mr soul is really nice um and again kind of a Three a post three songs post drums in this show uh, three mm-hmm. short shortish ones but still three songs post drums um, a nice ain't no use I'm not alone in the first set so yeah it's a good it's a it's a good show overall and again I think '98 is a year that I saw a ton of shows but I wouldn't put it in my you know top three years really either um, but I think you know the band at its height you you have to put certain points in 98 right up there or right in there in, in, sure. in the conversation 
Yeah, I would say, I guess what, yeah, I think what it what for me had cha- changed in 98 was uh, the, the sense that like every time you saw them, they were better than the time you saw them before. I think maybe in 98 was the time where I was like, oh, you know, maybe that like 97 show was a little bit better. But um, not that they weren't capable of beating that, but it was just like on a, on a constant basis, like that every time they were continuing to, to peak. Um, so, uh, but this is, uh, I really enjoyed uh, this trip, you know, this, uh, this look into uh, Space City and the shows that Panic has played uh, in Houston. And um, because a lot of this stuff, obviously the, that 93 show I knew pretty well, but um, to be honest, I don't think I had really listened to any of the other three shows that we played tonight um, more than, you know, just in a pl- uh, passing uh manner so it was cool to explore new stuff and uh and you know pleasantly really surprised you know not surprised but but happy to that it was all you know there was some really good stuff to discover absolutely well we'll uh close out um this week's show and again our, our thoughts and, and, and prayers and good wishes are with everybody down along the gulf coast um starting over Corpus Christi way all the way up through Houston and over into Beaumont and Orange, Texas. I've got a good friend that's an orange who's currently living on the second floor of her house right now. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully everybody there is all right. And obviously the, the rain is passed through Louisiana at this point and it's hitting us pretty hard in Memphis right now, but obviously we don't have too much to complain about uh, compared to everything else going on. So anyway, we're thinking of everybody. And, and again, if you're so inclined, um, you know, Red Cross or, you know, obviously Houston Texans football player J.J. Watt has done a remarkable thing um, as of, you know, doing this on Thursday night. Um, he's raised raised almost 10 mil, over, over $10 million, I yeah, think, at this point. That's crazy. And for, and, for, uh, and also, you know, uh, Kelvin Sampson, the coach at, uh, at Houston, who's had sort of a checkered past, uh, has sort of challenged uh, a lot of the, the coaches in college basketball. And I think he's done a really good job of, uh, you know, uh, getting a lot of uh, clothes and shoes and things like that. And, uh, and I think the important thing to remember is, you know, we see all these, these um, visuals and obviously it's, it's, you know, sort of stunning the, uh, the breadth of the uh, damage. Um, but in a lot of ways, like the hardest part is, is to come and, you know, to, to, to rebuild. And I mean, you know, speaking from personal experience with new Orleans, you know, is you don't just don't forget about them. Right. I mean, it's easy to be like, Oh, I'm going to give $10 and like, you know, but it's like in, in a six months or a year, it's like, it's important to like go to Houston and, and, you know, support them, give them some, tourism dollars and you know um those are the things that help them uh, to get them back you know sort of chugging at full steam again so um with our news cycles and the craziness that we see every day uh on our news uh it's important not to just like let this slide away uh once the once the rain has stopped yeah absolutely the water the water will eventually go away but uh, the issues are for a lot of folks are only going to get worse and really start to see the extent of the damage and everything so uh, i think point well made harvey i think absolutely it's uh keep thinking about everybody and, and uh be grateful for what you have and uh, and uh, everybody have a good night and again and thanks for listening to the blue estate